Tet Kislev, Tavshin Ayin Chet, coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yako Shreki, 8th Recode from the album Kolot, starts us off here on this week's edition, live edition of the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Mayor Weingarten, and yes, this is our fifth anniversary, and it's very exciting. Five years that we've been uh, bringing this show to you and uh, enjoying very much. You're enjoying it, and you're learning from it, and your interaction with us. And uh, we hope to continue, and we hope you continue, and that the numbers grow, and your interest continues to uh, evolve. Thank you so much to everybody who has uh, liked our Facebook page. That's one of the major ways of showing us that that you're enjoying the show. We are (laughs) at 698 likes. I was hoping that as we reached our fifth anniversary, as we were getting close, that we would hit the 700 mark. It would be fifth anniversary and 700 likes. But we're too short. I don't know, maybe during this show, if those listening live haven't liked it yet and will do so, we'll hit the 700 number. If not, then maybe during the week ahead and next week we'll let you know about it. But we're very excited. It's facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Like the page. And as we uh, say here... Um, have a look, give a like, and uh, have a listen to the show. Um, as Nachum had mentioned just a few minutes ago on JM in the AM, this coming Wednesday is the 29th of November, known in Israel as Haftet B'November. There are many streets named Haftet B'November around Israel, and uh, it's a funny way of saying it, right? Why don't you say Yisrimvichi'i November, or, or give the Hebrew date, which was in, in Kislev. I think it was Yud Zion. But this is like, seems to be this weird combination of Haftet and November. And um, I saw an interesting remark. I don't know if this is what led the people at the time to use that phrase, to coin that particular way of saying it or not, but he said that what happened on Haftet November, and, and now we're allowed to reveal because it's after nine, and um, we, we're not, we, we don't have the handcuffs of not saying what it is until Wednesday. On the 29th of November, 1947, the United Nations voted to approve what was called a partition, meaning to take what we know today as Eretz Israel, the land of Israel, including Yehudan, Shemron, and so forth, excluding the Golan Heights, to take that area and divide it up into two, and to create two states. It was, in 1947, 70 years ago, a two-state solution to a problem that was created when the Arabs refused to accept that there would be a Jewish state in the tiny area. And so, after long negotiations and committees, and after the Holocaust, and everything else that happened between the Balfour Declaration of 1917, just 30 years before, and the uh, 1947 date, after all that, the nations of the world united, West and East, the Soviet Union voted for it, as did the United States, as did many of the other Western countries. It's pretty amazing. West and East joined to vote that there should be a partition of the land, and that partition would include an Arab state and a Jewish state. And that is the first time in history for 2,000 years that it was declared by the nations of the world that the Jewish people 
will have a state with specific territory, and they will be sovereign yet again in part of the land of Israel. That was a lot of controversy because there were a lot of Jews in the Yishuv, not the majority, but many, who believed that this was a terrible compromise, that we shouldn't agree to partition the land, that the land was already partitioned from what was once Eretz Israel and Ever Hayarden, which was the original map of, uh, of the mandate. It was partitioned because all of the other side, Transjordan, the west, the east bank of the Jordan, was given over to, uh, to one of the uh, Hashemite families. And what was left for the Jews was a small sliver of the original plan. And now they want to take that small sliver and split it again. But you know what? The Jews said, we'll take whatever we can. Of course, the mandate was to end, and this partition plan was to begin, uh, to uh, come into effect on the 15th of May, the next year, 1948, which is when the British left. The Arabs never accepted this partition plan. And they just, as we all know, attacked Israel from all sides. Every Arab state around it and those further away attacked Israel on that day in 1948. The War of Independence, many casualties, but miraculously Israel survived. And so, somehow, (laughs) as Nahum says, the more things change, the more they stay the same. We still have people clamoring for a two-state solution. We have coming up for you, in honor of Haftet bin November, the 70th anniversary of this event. The first time in 2,000 years that the nations of the world recognized the sovereignty of the Jewish people over part of Eretz Israel, probably more than 2,000 years. That the Jews would come back, would return to the land of Israel and be their own sovereign, not have the Umot HaOlam, or the Shiabud Malchuyot, as the Gemara says, the burden of others ruling over us. We have the sovereignty to rule over ourselves. We're going to bring to you, hopefully, in the hour that we have, thoughts that were spoken about this day by Rav Salavechik of Yosef Dov Halevi Salavechik Zetzal, by Herat Tzvi Yehuda Kuk Zetzal, and from a different angle, Zev Jabotinsky, a leader of what would be called the Zionist right wing at the time, in a recording that is just amazing. I discovered it yesterday, didn't know it existed. Hard to hear, but we'll walk you through it. He was not alive in 1947. He died in 1940. But in 1937, already there was such a, a suggestion on the table of splitting the land of Israel into a Jewish state and an Arab state as a result of the riots and the terrorism that the Arabs um, began. And the British got scared and reneged of their promise in the Balfour Declaration. So in 1937, when the Peel Commission, named after Lord William Robert Peel, when they came to investigate and they came up with this idea of uh, two states of partition, meaning take Eretz Israel and split it up into two, partition it, Zev Jabotinsky recorded a statement 
and we will bring you parts of it. Wow. Just unbelievable. We'll go to one song, and then we'll start all of this. And this is new from Ariel Zilber. So sein gesunden stark, as we like to say. Uh, off of the album Summer Number no. 4, these are songs of the Lubavitch movement. And this is uh, a very famous one, Ufaratsta. Or Ufaratsta. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Gotta love him, Ariel Zilber. He's going strong. Ufaratsta, off of Tzama, volume number four, Shirei Chabad, being done by by, uh, artists, current artists in Israel. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're talking about Haftet in November coming up in two days, the 70th anniversary of the famous United Nations vote, in which, on one hand, we lost half, if not more, of Eretz Israel, 
On the other hand, we got the other half, something we never had for a very long time, or we hadn't had for a very long time. So uh, we have to open up the show with the very well-known, famous, iconic audio of uh, one minute and ten seconds of the vote and announcing the uh, results. It gets a little slow, but hey, we're celebrating 70 years, so uh, have a listen. We will proceed the whole call. You all know how to vote. Those who are in favor will say yes. Those who are against will say no. And the abstainers, always they, they know what to say. <coughs> Afghanistan? No. Argentina? Abstention. Australia? Yes. Belgium? Yes. France, yes. I call on the public, and I hope that you will not have any interference on the voting on the debate. Yemen, no. Yugoslavia, abstain. I call. 33 in favor, 13 against. The resolution of the Duck Committee for Palestine was adopted by 33 votes, 13 against, 10 abstentions. And at that moment, Israel erupted in a joyous celebration. People were dancing in the streets. The excitement knew no bounds. It was not at all uh, in in the can, so to speak. It wasn't at all a situation where we knew that the United Nations would vote in this way. It took a lot of pressure of a lot of countries to get them to vote. First and foremost, the United States, where President Truman went against the advice of the State Department for a change. A president went against the State Department and his Secretary of State, George Marshall, who was a great general in World War II just a few years earlier, who was against this because they did not want to alienate the Arabs. Now we know that that doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. But that time, who knew? And that's one of the reasons that Harry Truman is such a hero to the Jewish people. And then, of course, on uh, May 15th, 1947, he recognized the de facto state of Israel within uh, the famous 11 minutes after its declaration. Um, Rav Yosef Dov Halevi Soloveitchik, in one of the most um, well-known pieces that have come out, a transcript of a speech that he gave, different sources have different years, but according to uh, one of the sources that I'm saying, it's a transcript of a speech that he gave in 1957 on Yom Ha'atzma'ut. 1957 or 56, I don't know, there's different uh, th- different versions, but it really doesn't matter. He gave a speech, in Yiddish, by the way. It was then transcribed, translated into Hebrew, and published as Kol Dodi Dofeik, in which Rav Soloveitchik describes how the events that we are living through in our time are the knocking, God's knocking on our door. God's saying, I want to bring your redemption. I want to bring the Geula. 
I'm knocking on the door. Open up. You have to open the door to let me in. It's based on a pasuk in Perikhe Pasuk Bet and Shir Hashirim. Koldo Didofek, my beloved is knocking on the door. Pitchili Achoti Rayati, and so forth. Open up the door for me. And then in the next pasuk, the Raya says, How can I open the door? You know, I, I've already put on my pajamas, I've already showered, now I'm going to get up again, my feet are going to get dirty again. The beloved is at the door knocking, open the door. And and so, Rav Soloveitchik in his Koldo Fake is is saying that we have to open the door if we hear the knocking of God's knocking on the door of the Geula, we have to open it. And here's one paragraph from that speech slash book. We will post a link to the book. You can uh, read the whole book off of the link. It's in Hebrew, and we'll post it for you after the show on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel show, where we post that and links to the music we play and other stuff that we're going to talk about today. And Rav Soloveitchik says, and I'm translating from the Hebrew, which translated from the Yiddish, that from a political perspective, a political political perspective, the founding of the state, he says, no one can deny, no one can deny it, that the, the process was almost a miraculous event, Kimat Al-TV, almost a miraculous event. The fact that, as we said in the opening, the USSR, the communist Russians, and the Western countries together, got together, I don't think they, they got together on anything. According to Rav Soloveitchik, he says, it was probably the only time that the West and the East got together to vote for something, and it was for the creation of a Jewish state. And Rav Soloveitchik continues, I tend to believe that the UN was established just for this test. Don't forget the UN had been established not not long before this. So that we can legitimately say, even though we don't need to, but we can legitimately say the nations of the world have acknowledged that we can have sovereignty in the land of Israel. Rav Soloveitchik continues that he he says possibly the UN was created just for this shlichut, just for this job, for this task, to be a messenger of God. And then he writes, he, he, he says and writes so beautifully, that I don't know, when, when the journalists looked up at the podium during that vote, the UN vote, and they saw the person presiding over the session at the UN, I don't know who they saw holding the gavel, But he says, whoever looks carefully, whoever has a spiritual eye and a sense of understanding, the person presiding over that session at the UN was the Dod, was HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He banged with the gavel to call the session to order to vote on the partition that there be a Jewish state in the land of Israel, and he banged on the on the uh, on the podium with the gavel, and the banging, Rav Salvechik says, reminds him, "Kol dodi do fake." We hear the knocking. Wow. He says, 
if some other person would have opened that session at the UN, would have presided over it, I don't think the State of Israel would have been here. But if the dode bangs with the gavel, if the dode knocks on the door, then the miracle happens. Beautiful. That's from Koldo Dido Fake. And that's from Soloveitchik looking back eight or nine years after that event and looking at it with a little bit of a historic viewpoint and saying what a miracle this date was, 29th of November, 1947. And then there's Rav Tzvi Yehuda Cook, the son of Avram Yitzhak Cohen Cook, a leader of what comes, what, what will become later Gushem Munim, a teacher, a mentor to a whole generation of um, young men who went out and led Israel and led the religious Zionist public, like Rav Hanan Porat, Rav Yochanan Fried, Rav Waldman from Hebron. Excuse me, and many, many others whose name escaped me right now, <laughs> Rav Drori from Kiryat Arba, all, all of Drukman, all Talmidim of Ratzihuda Cook, and followed in his footsteps. And he also remembers that night when he was in Eretz Israel and he listened to the vote at the UN, and everybody ran out to dance and to celebrate. And here is what he says, what he conveys, and we've spoken about this before, which is diametrically opposed, or on the opposite side, I should say, to what Rav Soloveitchik was explaining. Soloveitchik saw it as miraculous, and Rav Tzvi Yehuda saw it as a disaster. I'm translating. This is from the Hebrew that Rav Tzvi Yehuda um, this is a transcript of a speech to Rav Tzvi Yehuda HaKohen Cook famously gave on Hei'iyar Tavshin Chavzayin Yom Atzmut 1967 three weeks before the Six Day War and he conveys his feelings of the night he says on that famous night 29 November when we received word of the positive decision of the United Nations for the reestablishment of a Jewish state as the people poured out into the streets to publicly celebrate I, Rav Tzvi Yehuda says I couldn't leave my house and I couldn't join the excitement. I sat alone in silence, va'edom. Kinetel alai. I felt there was a burden upon me. In those first hours, I couldn't accept it. I couldn't accept the terrible proclamation. Now you ask yourself, if this is such a miraculous event, this UN vote, why is Rutsfi Yehud upset? He's upset because the the partition vote splits Eretz Yisrael, it rips away the heart of Eretz Yisrael from the Jewish people. So it depends how you look at it. If you look at it that we got something where we had nothing before, or you look at it as the heart of Eretz Yisrael is being ripped away from us. I couldn't accept that terrible proclamation that our land was being ripped apart, being divided. Is it permissible for us to waive our rights over any part of the land? When I was in that situation, he thinks back to, to 1947, literally trembling in my body. My body was trembling. It was as if I was mortally wounded, cut into little pieces. I couldn't be happy. 
I couldn't rejoice. He quotes the Pasuk in Yoel, Ve'et Artsi Chileku. Talking about the nations of the world, for they divided my land amongst themselves. Pasuk in Yoel, Parag Dalid, it's Pasuk Bet. And with Tzvi Yehuda continues that that's the way he felt 19 years before this speech. 19 years before, on 29 November 1947, 70 years ago. He says, the next day Rav Harlap, Rav Harlap was one of the, one of the closest Talmidim of Rav Kook. Rav Harlap came to the house and we sat together, just the two of us, for a few minutes. We were trembling. We were silent. But then we got hold of ourselves and said, it is God's will, it is beyond our understanding, and we accept it. And then, Yitzvi Yehuda goes on as part of this speech. I'm going to play you the clip. It's hard to understand exactly what he's saying, so I'll just read for you what it was. He says, He's yelling. He's like in a, some people that were there testified to the fact that he was like almost like in a, in a prophetic trance. He yelled, That Pasuk, they, they've divided our land amongst the nations. What about our Hebron? Have we forgotten about it? What about our Shechem? Have we forgotten about it? And so forth and so on. He goes on about how, what about every Dalit Amot in Eretz Yisrael? Do we have the right to give that up? Every every clump of earth. Where's Hebron? Where's Shechem? Where's Yericho? Where's Eber Hayardain? How could we give that up? And then three weeks after this speech, the Six Day War, and miraculously, God brought it all back. Here is um, about half a minute of Rav Tzvi Yehuda with those famous words, starting with, Et Artsi Chileku Efo Hebron Shalanu. Do we have do we have the right to just give it away? Amazing. Two great rabbinic leaders, Rav Cook, Rav Soloveitchik, look at this day, the 29th of November, from two different perspectives. Fascinating. After this next song, we're going to come back with, uh, wow, this is amazing. There are hardly any audio clips of Zev Jabotinsky, and he was, by all accounts, an amazing orator, and unfortunately we have very little of his uh, oration, of his speech, but there is a speech that he gave in 1937, when there was first 
a suggestion that Israel should be partitioned, that the land of Israel should be partitioned between Jews and Arabs. And he explains why he's against it. And we're going to bring that to you and analyze it with you and help you listen to it carefully because it's not so easy uh, to hear it. But first, we're going to go to Yishai Rebo with appropriately Koldo D. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. כל דודין הזה בא ככה מספרים להסיר את כל הרע ואת קרננו להרים מתוך תאומות עפר ולהקיץ נרדמים עם תרועת שופר כל דודין הזה בא כך פשטה להשמועה וכל תינוק שנשבע קיבל את הנבואה אז בוא נצא לקראתו בתופים ועוגר שירו לו זמר ולו אשרם שהשם אלוקיו ואז יפוח היום והשקר יתהדר אז יצאו במחול כל איילות השדה וידלגו על הערים ולא מחמה Thank <laughs> you. כל דודי דופק, פיתחו לי בניי. הגיע זמן גאולתכם, ולצור אתכם אמרתי די. ובאתי לבשר, שלא תבכי יותר אחר. מריחים את המשיח, יותר מכל אבקת רוכל. שלום לך דודי, יצח ואדמון. שפוחם אותך על הבנים. ושב לביצרון ברחמים ולא מחמתם את השועלים, ומחגבי הסלע יזרמו מים חיים. בין צטרי המדרגה להשקות שושנת המקים, ולהקים משכן שיסיר את סבלותינו מכאן.
Ishai Rebo, Cold O.D., about the Gula as well. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. We are live, but you can listen to us and tell your friends to listen to us whenever they want on demand via NachumSiegel.com. That's the website or the Nachum Siegel Network app, which is available on the i, I on the Apple iTunes Store iApp store, whatever, and uh, on for Android as well. I want to thank our listeners. They came through. 701 likes on our fifth anniversary for our Facebook page. Thank you to um, those who have uh, liked us throughout and those who put us over the top. Andrew, Deborah, Sarah, we thank you so much, and um, we hope we continue to um, make uh, make a difference to those who are listening. Zev Jabotinsky, we have to devote an entire show to him, but just to give you a brief idea, he was a a Jew that was born in Russia. He was one of those insanely talented people. He was a brilliant person, book smart, but also street smart. He was innovative, he was ahead of his time, he was an author, he was a translator, he was a poet. He was a journalist. He was all that and an amazing orator. He led the opposition to Ben-Gurion and Weizmann in their whole outlook about how to fight the battle to create a a state of Israel in the land of Israel. And he believed that we could not agree to any sort of partition of the land, to any sort of, you know, waiving of our rights, that the Jewish people have a right to the entire land of Israel, including Transjordan, that that was what the mandate given to the British by the world in the San Remo Conference was, that that was what was promised to us in the Balfour Declaration, and this chipping away is unacceptable. So he... Speaking about how innovative he was, think about this. He recorded on a record, on an album, on vinyl, the old-fashioned way, before CDs, before cassettes, there was LPs. He recorded his message and sent it to Israel so that it can be played at at an assembly. And he speaks about Shalosh Ha'arot Benogel Tochnita Chalukah three points that I have regarding this partition plan. From afar, I want to, um, to have you listen to what, uh, to what I have to say. As we said, he sent this record and they played it. So his concept was, don't agree to a truncated Eretz Israel. Don't give up our rights to the entire land. And uh, the first point he makes is not relevant anymore for our time, so I'm going to skip it. But we're going to go to point number two and point number three that I think are very relevant and very interesting to see how this person uh, thought. Uh, my initial idea, when I mean, the, the initial reaction when I heard his uh, speech for what, probably one of the first times that I heard him speak in Hebrew, um, he sounds like Menachem Begin. But of course, it's Menachem Begin who sounds like him. Menachem Begin was his student, was his, really, he was Begin's mentor. So he starts this number two, this point number two, Al Tagidu 
מה בכך אם בעל פה ועל גבי נייר נוותר על חברון ושכם ועבר הירדן? Do you hear Ruf Cook's words echoing here? Don't say, eh, big deal, so we agreed to compromise and give away parts of the land. We agreed to walk away from Hebron and Shechem and Ever HaYerdin. Hello, rak milare ka havitur hazeva, kol yavinu et zot, so what? Everybody knows that it's just empty words, and everybody knows the truth, that we're not, not really foregoing our right to the land. So what's the big deal? So we sign on the piece of paper in order to be, you know, to work, work with what they're doing now. Lo. Al tizalzalu bechoach havitur. What a sentence. Do not underestimate the power of appeasement, of concession. Think about this, 1937. Think about what happened in 1939 with Chamberlain and appeasement and conceding and saying, yeah, whatever, okay, we'll compromise and so forth. Okay, so that's the first clip. Al tagidu mabachach im ba'al peh ve'al gabay niyar nivater al chevron v'shchem ve'evar yedin if If, if, if orally or on a piece of paper we withdraw, so to speak, from Hebron, Shechem, and Eber, Yerden, Halo, Rak, Milari, Kavitur, Hazev, Halo, Yavinu, Edzot, Lo, Al Tezalzalu, Bechor, Havitur. Here it is. Al Tagidu, Mabechach, Yimbe, Al Tevah, Gabay, Niyar, Nevater, Al Hebron, Shechem, Eber, Yerden, Halo, Rak, Milari, Kavitur, Hazev, Zakol, Yavinu, Edzot, Lo. אל תזלזלו בכוח הוויתור. וואו. Don't underestimate the power of that appeasement has. And then he continues. He's saying, look, 20 years ago, it was 20 years after the Balfour Declaration. כיצד קרה לפני עשרים שנה הפלא שאומות העולם הכירו בזכותנו על ארץ ישראל? 20 years ago with the Balfour Declaration the world recognized our rights to ארץ ישראל the entire ארץ ישראל How did that miracle come about? They had no idea where we were going to settle where we were going to be because this idea of partitioning the land set up as Wherever Jews are living at that time, that would be Jewish. Wherever Arabs are living at that time, that would be Arab. So he says, when the Balfour Declaration was given 20 years ago, nobody knew where the Jews would be settled and not settled. We were promised Eretz Yisrael. They didn't have an idea where we would actually be, but they did know one thing, he says. What did they know? That for 2,000 years we didn't relinquish our claim. For 2,000 years we did not waver. And that is what won the day. רק דבר אחד ידעו כולם שבמשך אלפיים שנה לא ויתרנו, וזה הכריע. Okay, so we're going to give you this clip now. It starts, כיצד קרה לפני עשרים שנה הפלא שמות העולם הכירו בזכותנו על ארץ ישראל? Here we go. זאב ז'בוטינסקי, 1937. כיצד קרה לפני עשרים שנה הפלא שאומות העולם הכירו בזכותנו על ארץ ישראל? הם אז לא יצאו אם בכלל יש לנו עניין ממשי בארץ. רק דבר אחד יצאו כולנו שבמשך אלפיים שנה לא ויתרנו וזה הפריע. That if for 2,000 years we never compromised, we never settled, we never agreed to go to some other place or settle in some other land. That is what won the day because the nations of the world understood that the Jewish people 
were going to return one day to the land of Israel. That was his second thought. Don't say, oh, big deal. Don't underestimate how much appeasement can hurt. And his third point is, Don't underestimate our historic rights. Don't overestimate, overemphasize what is now being built in Eretz Israel. Again, the idea being that wherever there were settlements in the land of Israel, that would be part of the Jewish state, and wherever there wasn't, it would be part of the Arab state. So he says, on one hand, don't underestimate our historic right while overemphasizing what we've built up. Because I too, I too respect what is being built. But if the facts on the ground become the basis for our claim to Eretz Israel, he says, by agreeing to this partition, we're basically saying, okay, wherever we are now settled, that will be ours. That becomes our, our uh, claim to the land of Israel. That's not our claim to the land of Israel. Our claim to the land of Israel is that the entire land of Israel is ours. Our nachlat avotenu, inheritance of our forefathers. So he, and then he continues, okay, no, we'll, we'll play this piece, and then we'll continue with that. So this piece is, Al Tezalzalu, it's amazing, by the way, that Hebrew was not his mother tongue. He learned Hebrew. He was brought up in Russian, in a totally secular family, by the way. Had really very little connection, if any, to uh, any any religious um, um, content of Judaism in his house. So he continues, and he has this great point. He says, look, 20 years ago, when the Balfour Declaration was made, and what was included in the Balfour Declaration, very clearly, we know exactly, it was the current Eretz Israel that we, including Yudan Shamron, that we have now, plus the entire, what is now considered the country of Jordan. All that was to be the homeland for the Jewish people. And he says, look at that, back 20 years ago, why did the world agree that this belongs to the Jewish people, should be a homeland for the Jewish people? They agreed because they know that the Jewish people have a birthright to this land, meaning without any practical claim, but only based on our right to the land of Israel, the world 20 years ago agreed that there should be a homeland for the Jewish people. Now, 20 years later, we're allowing them to use the homes, the houses, the settlements that have been built, the areas that the Jews settled in, we're allowing them to use that as the yardstick of what will be the Jewish state. And what do we get? We get a truncated plan. Zechot, he says, he lemala mehayesh. I had, I had to read that sentence five times until I figured out what it was saying. Zechot he lemala mehayesh. Our rights, our zechot to the land, are stronger than the facts on the ground. So his whole claim is we have to demand Eretz Yisrael as our right. Not because we happen to be living there now, not because we happen to have a city here or a city there. We have Eretz Yisrael as our birthright. 
And if we demand it as a right, the nations will respect us. And if we don't, they will force us to compromise. That's his idea. So this is the next clip. Um, the yardstick shows the world only used the yardstick of Zuchut to measure. We got the declaration that Israel Kula writes all of Israel, Bishlemuta in its entirety of Ruasrim Shana, Vahyom, Hirshenu Lahem Limdod Biknemida, Shel Binyanim Nivnim, Vikibalnu Tatuchnita Mikutsetse. Zahut hi Lamala Mehayesh. Zev Jabotinsky nineteen thirty seven. עברו עשרים שנה, והיום הרשינו להם למדוד בקנה מוקדש של בניינים נבנים, וקיבלנו את התוכנית המקוצרת. זכות היא למעלה מהיש. זכות היא למעלה מהיש. וואו, הוא באמת ברוריאן. וזה האחרון. The end of the speech, the end of the third point, he talked about certain things being prophetic and how things don't change. I'm going to read to you the whole part and then I'll translate. Al tiga yad notsriya bizchutenu. Aval kodem kol yad ivrit al tiga bizchutenu. Shehi netzach vehi shleimut vein aleha vitur vein kapandria litzion vitzion hi kula shalanu. Al tiga yad notsriya bizchutenu. No Christian hand shall limit our rights to our land. But first and foremost, no Jewish head should tamper with our rights to Israel. Our birthright is Netzach, is forever, and it is total, and there is no compromise. And if people say, but what about this, and how are we going to do that? Kapandria Kapandria is a, a Gemara word, an Aramaic word for shortcut. You're not allowed to make a shul, a Kapandria, you're not allowed to make a shul, a shortcut to get from one place to the other. There are no shortcuts to our getting back Zion, meaning the land of Israel. Zion is all ours. I get goosebumps, I got to tell you, this is um, the first time I've really heard anything uh, that strong I've heard in his voice, in Jabotinsky's voice, there are very few recordings, as we mentioned, and it's the first time that I've heard something like that. Aaron Razel, appropriately, Higiyaz Man HaGeulah. My name is Mayor Weingart, and you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
We're going to wrap things up on this uh, fifth anniversary of the Israel show with uh, Yossi Banai and the original version of Alkol Eile written by Naomi Shemer. Because we have so much to be thankful for. For There's good things, there's things that don't look so good, but on the whole, if we look back to when this process, at least politically, began with the Balfour Declaration a hundred years ago, with the partition plan 70 years ago, and the state of Israel, and Yerushalayim 50 years ago, and we look where we are now. Amazon is trying to get a foothold, looking into opening a center in Israel. Apple, Google, every major company in the world that's involved in high-tech wants to come to Israel. The Israeli economy is doing better than almost any of the economies in its neighborhood, and that's without oil. A country that has been under threat from daily threat, from before it even existed, has prospered so that if you don't see the miracle, then you're really not looking. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for all your Facebook likes and comments. 
Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. I want to thank Miriam, who has always been uh, very supportive. Avrami, who uh, helps every single week take care of the technical aspects that he takes care of. ZK, on occasion, who helps out very much. Mark and everybody else. And, of course, my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum Siegel. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, immediately after us, Yoni Pollock with After Further Review, covering the latest in the world of sports, and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Until next Monday, immediately following Jame in the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys, oh, they do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Al-Hadbash ve'al-ha'oket Al-Amar ve'ham-matok Al-Bitenu ha'tinoket Shmor el-li ha'tok Al-Aesh ha'me'bo'eret Al-Amayim ha'zakim Al-Aish ha'shav ha'bayta Min ha'merchakim Shuba